the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next couple hours, we're going to talk about cars, and you're welcome to talk about your car. All you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you're making model, and what kind of problems are you having? Describe the symptoms. We're going to ask questions, and we is going to be Alan, my son, and Andy, my daughter. They've been in the business for 20 years. Andy um, takes care of the money, and Alan takes care of the staff. <laughs> the two of them um, kind of work it out together, right? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put your mic right there. Okay. Okay. And then and then that shows your voice a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been interesting as I'm, I'm I, as you both know, I get a lot of magazine, trade magazines, and talking about cars and new cars and stuff. One of the things is, is they talk about the newer cars have huge spaced out service intervals. Mm-hmm. So some oil changes that they're 10 and 15,000 miles apart. But what I find interesting is, is so much of the discussion talks about selling. And when the car comes in, this is what you do. And I, I'm thinking that in reality, there's a lot of cars. We used to do things at 30 and 60 and 90 all the time. Mm-hmm. And those were liquids. We did lots of fluids. And we don't do those now. But we still have the tire rotation and we still have to check the brakes. Mm-hmm. We still have the flushing of the cooling system. There's a lot of stuff that we still have to do. Are you finding lots of stuff that needs to be done? Or is it, is, on a scale of 1 to 10, are, are half the cars have something that needs to be done? A third of the cars don't have anything? I mean, do you, or are we seeing those kinds of things or are we not? I would say it depends on the mileage. I mean, uh, pretty much you can bet your bottom dollar that anything prior to 50 is not going to need anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 50,000 50, miles. 50,000 miles. And 60 is going to be minor still. Yeah. Minor I mean, even services, 60, 70, 80. Yeah, I would say even 50 to 100 is not going to be a not going to be an exponential amount of work. You know, I mean, just like you said, spaced out intervals, better fluids, um, seem to be better belts and hoses, you know, better rubber components and stuff like that, but... Uh, yeah, 100 plus is where it really starts to get hairy. And I'm, I'm glad you both brought that up because we used to do lots of stuff at 30, 60, 90. Mm-hmm. And I think most everything is no closer to that 100K mm-hmm. mark. Yeah. And it's really a 100K mark. It's not necessarily one year, two years, or three years because if someone drives 10,000 miles a year, they're 10 years away from 100K. And so it, it, it really, we're seeing and I'm seeing, and you guys look at owner's manuals a lot, we're really focusing on mileage as opposed to time. And we don't really how many car how many cars do we have that come in for uh, three thousand miles once a year? Oh, a fair amount. Well, in, I, in the Ahwatukee Mountain yeah. Park Ranch area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's and I think a lot more with just what's going on. A lot less, you know, people are driving a lot less. So you're seeing more now, service oil changes and stuff that you might do be doing based off of time, not necessarily mileage, um, as opposed to. It used to be, you know, they might not, they they were driving a lot more before. Okay. 
do you have customers that come in that um, ask for a service that you know is needed or not needed? Two-sided question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So give oh, yeah. me an example. We had a lady come in the other day that, uh, I don't know, it had been a year and a half to do an oil change, and she had said she needed an oil change, and she had like 230 miles on the car. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what oil she had, she had it was fine. Yeah, like 230. Like I have more than that on my bike. <laughs> no, yeah, no, all right. No, yeah, not really. No, we don't believe that. <laughs> not really. Uh, you know what, though? In, in, in fairness, it is good to check because, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my customers, we, we see a lot of Jeeps and stuff, and, and those things burn through differential fluid pretty good. Uh, moist, why? You said well, it, but why? Well, because they use it. They use okay. it off-road. They use it at slow speeds. They use it under uh, demanding conditions, if you will. Um, moisture sometimes. Um, they'll be, you know... Moisture feet. means they've been in water. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Two feet going through a river or something like that, and it fills up the <laughs> the uh, you know the pumpkin with with water, or something like that. But yeah, there's. It's still good to check because we do see it occasionally where, or, you know, the other thing too is it's it, it's good to get ahead of it. It's good to still check it in case you do have something wrong. You know, all of a sudden yeah. you have that off chance that a, you have a tranny. I mean, we've had, seen some really early trannies lately, that uh, that um, you know maybe had they been checked earlier. Uh, you know, we could have gotten ahead of it. Even early trannies. Would you describe early trannies? Uh, less than 80K. Okay. Less than 80,000 miles where a tranny goes bad. Okay. And so let me shoot that at both of you. What's the, what's the average life of a transmission we see before we start messing with it? Give me a range. Name the product. Wait, and <laughs> what do you mean start messing with it? Uh, when, it when, we start, when we start having to deal with slipping or uh, um, a leak, a bad leak or whatever, major service, major service, whether... I mean, okay. it, it, that really comes down to the product. We did a van the other day, uh, a 450 van. It had like 63,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. And it just, the thing, they just, it was a, I don't know. A 450, that's a Ford. No, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it was Tell a, me, what what, what you Was got, it an E? Yeah, it was an E450. Yeah, yeah E450, gas motor. Yeah. yeah, E450 van. Okay. Uh, with like 63,000 that it burned through the training. It's way overloaded and had a tiny engine in it, and, and employees are driving it. Okay, good. Good. So there's a there's a cause and an effect, yeah. and, and 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 and. And when repair. I had talked to our, our transmission guy, he had said this was like the third lowest. I mean, there was a couple sub fifty thousand mile. So what's the average time? What's the average mile that we do transmissions on? Oh, I would say one hundred to one hundred fifty. Probably exactly what I was going to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what what's the line with respect to the make model or the year of the car? Are we talking for the last ten years from two thousand ten upwards? We're seeing trannies going a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand miles. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Some of the we, we see we're seeing a lot of failures now with the CVT stuff. Yeah, and that's all sub a hundred. Okay, and, you have to describe CVT, constant uh, velocity transmission yeah. in. In uh, Nissan's, uh, what, Toyota? Yeah. They're in quite a few things. Yeah, yeah. And they're just, you can't rebuild them. They, you know. Well, I'm, the, I'm sure someone does. Yeah. None of our none of our people yeah. rebuild them. Yeah, so. the cost to, for local shops, I should say, the cost to rebuild them, they say, is greater than just buying a whole new one. It's so. in a box. You buy the whole transmission yeah. in a box. So, obviously, yeah, someone's yeah. rebuilding them. But. And CVT is constant velocity transmission, constant velocity torque, but it's kind of a one-speed transmission. Yeah, it doesn't it does shift. shift. Yeah. So, it just goes, yeah, there's none of that, yeah, yeah, right. there's none of that stuff. Mm-mm. So, But that, that doesn't represent even 1% of the cars out there. Two percent of the cars, five percent of the cars. It's starting to get a lot more common. Yeah. I mean, we've Is done, it? I think, three in the last two months, maybe. Okay. Um, so, yes. Well, 
No, of the of the general cars, probably not. But of the transmission problems, we're seeing that number is a lot bigger. Okay, yeah. ten to twenty percent, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then tell me, air conditioning major, because this is what I hear on, this is the emails I get. My car's approaching 80,000 miles, and I've been told I'm going to need a transmission, and I need air conditioning, overhaul, I'm going to need a complete cooling system replacement, and all that kind of stuff. So You I, need a new shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? the first thing you need. <laughs> Say that again? I said you need a new shop. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I no. have not heard that before. <laughs> that's, that's a good the first answer. Thing. That's the first thing you need. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I tell my customers, with 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 few uh, with few exceptions on preventative maintenance stuff, you fix stuff as it comes. Yeah, especially like six liter Fords. Just uh, you know, the, 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 the those problematic Fords. People say, "I'm so scared of you." Know, I want no, no, no. You're gonna have plenty of repairs. We're gonna become very good friends. <laughs> Just let's fix it as it comes. Okay, fair there, enough. There's. Yeah, I mean, fix it as it comes. You don't. People say, "I don't want my AC to go out, so I'm going to replace the whole system." That's crazy. Right. right. I mean, th- preventative maintenance is real. I mean, obviously, to do that and transmission services and things like that, but just to do it because you're worried about when it's going to happen is. And the wor- and, and I, I get so much of that on the email side that you know, I've been told this and I'm scared of this and I'm going to and 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 all right. So this is my famous line: the only motors we replace are ones that have been overheated a lot or run low on oil. Rarely do we just replace one that's that's just tired and dead. And if they are, name the mileage for me. Approximate. Alan? Oh, I would say 300 plus. And? Yeah. Uh, and I would and they're too. mostly diesels, and they're mostly people who, um, y- you know, use them, probably abuse them, and just know it's just not worth fixing. And in like I t- like I've told you guys a million times, most of my customers say it costs more. No matter what it costs in your shop, it costs more in the shop than than. How does that saying go? Uh, it, 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 it costs more him. in downtime yeah. than it does in your shop. Yeah, just get it. You know, I need it reliable. Okay, and I need it. Yeah, to do work to make money. Right, and and that's 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 a, a, another thing when you start looking at. A hundred thousand miles, like my truck's at one twenty right now, and I think you just did the hundred thousand mile service the last time I was in, or mm-hmm. whatever. But that seems to be the new marker. We're not doing thirty sixties and nineties anywhere. We're really kind of hopscotching, and and I'm trying to talk generically across yeah, the board right. on all the cars. A hundred thousand miles is let's we got to prepare for the next hundred. So belts and hoses and fluids and filters and all the stuff that mm-hmm. you need. But we don't. Tell me how many times you guys have replaced. A air conditioning system in a car that was working properly because they were scared it was going to break. I've, I've not no. done one. Yeah, we just don't do it. No, no. Because the worst case scenario is you don't have any air. Roll down your window and drive home. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, unless of course there's some major health problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we got a caller. Gil, who might that be? Would be Joe. Joe, good morning. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, good. Thank you. Good. I got a 2019 Silverado. Um, it's the 4.3 V6. EcoTech and about 44,000 miles on it. And just recently, when I go to starters, I've been hearing just enough of a little squeak, uh, just, just, just enough to hear it. Sounds like there might be some metal on metal. It starts right up with no problem, um, no other issues. When is this? When is the noise you hear is it during the cranking process or when the engine starts up? Uh, I, I would say, well, okay, I go and turn the key, and then uh, I hear it. As the engine is starting up. Any idea? It wouldn't be a fan belt. Because mm. we don't have enough speed on the fan belts for the cranking speed to, to have that. I mean, really, the only thing it could be is maybe a, a starter 
Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, but but that's not a typical let's replace the starter symptom. No, no, no. Yeah, no, for we're sure. a long way away from that. Um, have, uh, you, have you tried it, like, just for example, have you tried it maybe with the AC off? Um, no, I haven't. You know, with a little less load on that belt? Hey, you're right. One I minute. think you're on the track right there. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't planning on changing any belt to 100,000. No, what we're saying is, is when you sit, if you leave the AC on at night, when you shut the car off, the AC is on. When you hit the starter, the starter disengages everything on the motor. Otherwise, the computer doesn't let anything go. That radio doesn't play when you're cranking it over. But when you let go of the key because the engine starts, it turns the air conditioning back on immediately. And we're wondering if that's the noise you're hearing. Okay. Is that a problem? No, no, because all that's happening is is as soon as the engine starts, the air conditioning clutch, which is electric clutch, applies the compressor, and the compressor, there's going to be a little bit of a squeal till we get the compressor moving. I would say the only time it's going to be a problem is if it becomes more prevalent, you know, starts happening every single time for longer periods of time, or if it gets louder. Right, okay. But if you just shut the air off before that night, and it doesn't happen the next morning or the next morning or the next morning, then we, we've got it nailed. You're applying the clutch immediately after the engine starts, and that's the noise you're hearing. I see. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, sounds good. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We have five lines open. Gil answers the phone, and he'll ask you your name, and he'll put you in queue, and then he'll whisper in my ear, Mark, we've got Fred or Joe or John or whoever. So that's 602-508-0960. Hugh Hewitt says the Constitution is not that complicated. The Dobbs case is what I thought in 1982 when I took con law at Michigan. So for 40 years, I thought Roe is baloney. These are not radical decisions. These are decisions I would have said, well, that's what the Constitution says. What is it that people make hard about the Constitution that isn't hard? The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. Have you ever wondered how some people can live the American dream and make an impact in life and business? Then tune in to the American Impactor Show with hosts Dom Fassett and Catherine Bell, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow Dom and Catherine each week as they show you how to make an impact in life, business, and the community. Learn how to push past your limiting beliefs for increased success and enrichment. It's the American Dream Impactor Show, Sundays at 1 p.m., right here on 960 The Patriot. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. 
Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities, one detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We, 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 we trust our instincts, just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Today's edition of Under the Hood with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded show. Mark will be back next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT. He says 95% of the time it's those sensors in the front wheel hub. So didn't know if you guys have heard of that or run into that. Uh, we see a lot of ABS issues on those on those older uh, 25. Now, did you just do the sensor or did you do the whole hub? I did the whole hub. Both, so you've done both front hubs? Yes, I have. Okay. Okay. So both front hubs are good. Uh, my guess is probably something with the ABS module. We see a lot of ABS modules go bad on those things. Um, there's not a ton in that. Do you know what the code is by chance? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. If you've done both hubs, and uh, which obviously comes with the ABS wiring, and all the ABS wiring is in good shape, um, it's going to be something yep. electronic, probably uh, uh, probably under the hood, and you're probably going to need some uh, more equipment than you currently have to, to diagnose that. Well, let me ask you a question. We've got scanners that we can plug into that, and we can go drive it and watch the ABS sensors. We can watch the speed sensors. We can watch the performance of each sensor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we drive that, I know that last time I went and drove one with, uh, I think it was with Ron, we did tight circles in, in the parking lot, left circles, right circles. We went fast and slow. We made 90-degree turns. We made 180-degree turns, and we could actually watch that one sensor fall out. Yeah, where we lost the speed signal from the sensor. When you get the ABS light, is there going to be a code that pinpoint the corner, or does it just say ABS? If it, it, if it is a corner issue, then yes, it, it will uh, say left front, right front. It'll say right front vehicle speed sensor erratic, okay. or it'll say you know something to that effect. Now he's got just one in the back end of that, right? Yeah, could be could be something in the rear. Well, if it's pulling, it's probably not something in the rear. But uh, yeah, he's got one in the rear as well. Yeah, but it has to be something in the front because he said the pull. That was the key key yep. thing that they said. Yep. Did that make sense to you? 
Yeah, it did. And, and on the 2003, they only have the sensors in the front. They don't have any in the rear oh, at all. They? Okay, so okay. Just stymied me. And, and, and uh, you know, the, the other thing you could have, too, is you could have something like a, uh, a caliper hanging up where, you know, that one, that, that could get your pull. You know, you got a right front caliper hanging up and it's pulling to the right, but it's also allowing that speed sensor to read differently than the left front speed sensor. And it's seen a differential, uh, it's seen a differential between the two. You know, the left might say 60 and the right might say 55. Um, And and then I want to throw in too that you'll know that the caliper's hanging up because the pads are worn unevenly. Mm Okay, so the okay. In, the inside the evidence of it. Yeah, the evidence of it. Inboard mm-hmm. pad means the caliper's hanging up. The outboard pad means the hardware's hanging up. So the accelerated pad wear outboard put a new hardware kit on both sides. On the inboard side, you're going to replace. And it's always a good idea based on your 185,000. I'd put a pair of calipers on the front of it if I was going to do it at all. Yeah, but this is honestly this is a really easy fix uh, with the proper tools. I mean, that's that's something we can knock out in. Put a dollar sign to the fix between what and what. Oh uh, well, dia- <laughs> diagnosis would be you, you know 100 probably 149. Um, but then, like I said, it's hard to say. I mean, that ABS module could be real expensive. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, but just the diag, probably somewhere between what, one twenty-five, one fifty? Yeah, somewhere. In there. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And, and we're speaking. And generally, when we give prices, we're we're trying to to bracket the industry the best we can. There's going to be guys that are a little less than that. There's going to be some guys that are like dealers that are going to be more than that. But our bracket just seems to be something we're comfortable with. Okay. Nope, that helps a lot. Thank you. Okay, no you bet. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we got another caller. Who might that be? And we have Tony. Tony, good morning. Hey there. Good morning, Mark. Uh, another air conditioning issue question. Sure. And it has to do with a 1997 Ford Explorer. Uh, it's got the 4.0 liter, and it's not AC problems under the hood. It's uh, right there at the dash inside the cab when the selector switch it only runs on AC where it blows cold air on max. Once I click it down to the regular AC, it starts blowing hot air. You know, without I'm not changing the temperature gauge or nothing, or the temperature selector or nothing. And then when I try turning it off on the same selector switch, it when I hit the, to the off, it starts blowing hot air down around my feet and up there in the defroster. Hmm. So I'm wondering uh, what can be done, you know, to to try and you know, correct that selector switch. It's going to be. It's likely going to be the blower motor resistor. That's what I uh, thought too. Yeah, it it probably burned up and shorted some of those wires in that connector. Uh, pretty common issue, especially when it only happens on one speed. Typically, what happens is it'll work on every single speed except for high. You just have the opposite. Yeah, well, it's not the fan. It's not the fan at all. It's the selector for where it's going to be blown. Right. You know, for AC That's or. Cool. Hot or anything wait like a minute, that. wait a minute. That's called the mode switch. So you're talking about defrost, center, vent, and floor? Yes. Okay, that's called mode, yeah. So would, it wouldn't be a door or an actuator or something uh, in there? I mean, because he's saying it's blowing hot, but it's like, is it heater hot or is it just is it hot air? Hot, yeah, where's the air coming AC. from? Because if you're recirculating, you're pulling air from inside the car, cooling it off and putting it right back in the car. So if you right. go to max air, how, what does it do on max air? One minute. On max, it blows AC fine. And then when I click it down to, to regular AC, it starts blowing hot air. Now, you, regular, you take it off max and you go to normal? Right, and it blows hot air then. Okay. Well, that, it's got to be a mode problem. 
Yeah. It's got to be something. And the pr- question is, is are, there's a door underneath the, behind the glove box, and it's going to go inside air or outside air, and obviously yours is not doing that. So the question is, is the signal being sent, is it being accepted, and is this door moving? So that's the diagnostic process. What part of town do you live in? Uh, I'll take it to Blackwell. Oh, God. There, that's where I've been going. All right. All right. <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah, we're kidding. sorry. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, don't say that we said there, sent you there, okay? I'm just telling you, just don't don't, don't say we sent you there because, oh, you know, sometimes he's an ornery SOB. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's an ornery one. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Alan Salem, Andy Salem, Mark Salem, we're at your service. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Uncover, uncover retirement concepts you need to know. There are three steps to succeeding at the business of retirement. Ensure your assets. Ensure your income. And assure your peace of mind. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kuyper. Remember, it's up to you to retire to a brighter future. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more, all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. That's TakeMeFishing.org. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. 
Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Today's edition of Under the Hood with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded show. Mark will be back next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT. Really not willing to try to fix it over the phone. He says, I get a lot of calls, but he says, I'd prefer that they just tell me you're making model and give me the symptoms and I can give them kind of a menu of what it is that they might be faced with. I'll ask them, does it blow blue smoke and so is it black smoke and so forth and so on. Nevertheless, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, he's a Better Business Bureau A-rated shop. He's got some great technicians and he's been around a long time. His name is Nate, Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs. Bill, good morning. How can we help you this morning? Uh, yes, I have a 97... Uh Chevy C1500. It's uh, got a manual transmission. I bought it from my father, and he bought it new. And it's uh, pretty much been a lemon ever since he bought it. He, uh, or when he got it, it did not have a tilt steering or cruise control. And they said, well, for $500, you can get cruise control and tilt steering. Or for $300, we'll put in an aftermarket uh, cruise control. So that's what he went with to save the 200 bucks, and it uh, never worked right. He, he took it into the shop like nine times, and uh, he just gave up on getting it fixed. But uh, um, So is that the question? Problem. Is that what you want to do is, is get the cruise fixed? Um, well, I was interested at one point, but right now it's uh, so falling apart that uh, I'm not sure it's even worth thinking about. Um but I, I, the, most of the problems seem to be electrical. Uh, one of the issues is uh, every once in a while it'll go through a rash of push the clutch in, turn the ignition, and all the noises that are supposed to uh, happen before it starts happen, but then uh, nothing comes out of the starter. And uh, okay, so let me let me do it. Let me shortcut that real quick for you. I hit the key, I hear a click, but I hear I don't hear the motor turning over. Uh, right. Okay, good. Um, let's go to the been, next one. It's been an intermittent problem for over 10 years. Um, I finally figured out that if I hit the, the steering column or the steering wheel while I'm turning the ignition, it'll start right up. No problem. Okay. So um, what's the question? What, 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 uh, any clue what's going on here? Because uh, I, I can't repeat. What makes this problem? And uh... okay. well, I, I, let me comment. First of all, this truck wasn't a giant piece of junk. Um, it's it's new technology, and when it came out in 1997, we didn't know a whole lot, so we weren't real good at fixing it. So I'm not quite sure I'd label this truck a you know a genuine lemon from the day one. I'd say that the industry it took a while for us to catch up. Number two, I'm not going to be fixing your car by taking the steering wheel apart. I'm going to hook up different equipment to it that doesn't take but five or ten minutes, and I'm going to watch the voltage to the trigger 
and the trigger to the starter solenoid, the motor, and, and I'm going to watch all of that happen because if you go to my website, MarkSalem.com, and you go to FAQ 28, which is my doesn't, it doesn't start. It talks about it clicking, clicking hard, and no clicking at all when you go to the start position. And then you said you had a manual transmission on this, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. That also causes we got a clutch switch on there, too. So that clutch switch has to be working because it's not going to let you start it with it in gear. So this isn't right. a tough one. Right. <laughs> the diagnostic on this might be uh, half an hour, uh, you know, yeah. $60, $70? Yeah. If you call me and we're talking on the phone right now, the first thing I would tell you to do is, is if you're certain that everything started with the uh, with this aftermarket cruise control, we've seen a lot of issues with those, I'd get that out of there. It's probably five connections in a box under the dash. Uh, get that thing out of there and go drive it and see how many of your problems are, are gone. Because that's but, simple. But, yeah. but as far as the start is concerned, that cruise control box has nothing to do with the starter. It's from the ignition right. switch through the neutral switch through the clutch switch and then all the way to the trigger on the starter. Right, well, but that I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in this, this steering column because, as I said, um, I, I figured it out too. If if it doesn't start, just hit the steering column and it starts right up. Uh, and I'm telling but you, I, I and I'm, and I'm telling you that you're going in the wrong direction One because minute. there's an adjustment down at the bottom of the steering column where the ignition switch is at. I'm going to loosen two five sixteen screws and I'm going to slide that up or down. Taking apart the steering column is not the fix. It's not a good idea to tell your shop how to fix the truck. It's just your idea to tell them exactly what it's doing and ask them to do it. I stand on what I said before. This is a 65 or $75 diagnostic at most any shop I know. And most of the guys that are gray-haired guys are going to probably fix it for $25 more. So you can tell them about your steering column all you want. You can tell them that you hit it and it does it. Another thing you do is push your steering column release, put the steering wheel all the way to the top, and then pull it down hard and see if it makes any difference. And if it does, it's still not a defective steering column. It's still the ignition switch that's bolted to the top of the steering column. just needs to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is changing that dynamic. Anyway, good luck to you, Bill. Thank you very much. Peter, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, hi, Mark. Um I have a 81 Cutlass uh, Supreme. It used to be a diesel. I just completed the car uh, with a Chevy 383 crate engine uh, with a turbo 700. Um, we had all the new gauges, VDO gauges. And um, I have, originally I had a, a half inch uh, fuel line from the gas tank to the previous uh, 350 Chevy engine. So we kept that. And with the new motor, we put these new gauges. The fuel gauge is reading half full when the tank is totally full. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. Um, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about your, your, your uh, diesel gas gauge problem where the conversion was from gas to, or from diesel to gas. And we'll be right back. Mark Levin doesn't see things getting better. I fear for what's happening. The totalitarianism is growing. The power of the federal government is growing. The inequality, I'm not talking about race, the ideological inequality is being criminalized. The use of law to destroy the legitimacy of the law is moving towards an apex. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Are you tired of exposing your retirement stock to market risk? 
How would you like the potential to participate in credited interest from market-indexed returns and limit the downside? Join Adam Rosendahl for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. You can also call Adam Rosendahl now for your complimentary customized Safe Money and Income Kit and Safe Money and Income Book. 1-844-452-SAFE. That's 1-844-452-7233. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum! That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks which means clean air for us. Hmm, cool. I didn't know that. Yep, but the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Today's edition of Under the Hood with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded show. Mark will be back next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT. I think that's uh, 26. I think we're supposed to do 26 or something like that. But nevertheless, I'll fix it when we get done. 35. We have a... It's not a problem with anybody there. It's just a problem with me and the buttons that I have to push. And then I got the kids here. 
and they're making me mad and um, teasing me. And he's you're making us laugh. Yeah, yeah, it makes it a little <laughs> tough to get going. Okay, real quick, I'm going to tell you real quick about Kurt's auto, auto Repair. Kurtz is a good friend of mine, as is all the shop owners that I suggest that you try if you're geographically located close to them. He's at I-17 in Bell Road. He knows what he's doing. Eric is a really good tech. Eric is his number one tech. Kurtz been around the block, and they're not going to sell you stuff that they that you don't need, and they're not going to tell you you need stuff that you don't need or you're not due for either. But as far as diagnostics are concerned, he's one of the best. So if you're anywhere near I-17 and Bell Road, Kurtz Automotive is a great place for an oil change or to figure out why every time you start your car on Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, you hear a rooster underneath the hood. That's the kind of thing it is. Okay, we're going to go back to Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter um, has an 81 Cutlass that was a diesel. Now it's gas. He put a 383 Chevrolet in there and a Turbo 700, and he's got a gas gauge problem. Peter, the answer to your question is, is the gas gauge and the dash... The sending unit in the tank and the tank have to match. They have to come from all the same same vehicle. So you have to order a gas gauge for your Cutlass with a gas motor in it. Then you have to order that gas tank and you have to order that sending unit. Then you may have to change some wires just with respect to having a yellow wire and a green wire, and you're going to put the green wire on instead of the yellow wire that's on. The only other thing you can do is pull the tank have one of your buddies sitting behind the steering wheel, and you sit there and bend the arm on the sending unit until you're happy with where what the stroke is. Obviously, the sending unit all the way down is going to show E, and the sending unit all the way up is going to show F. But there's no quick fix, okay? Thank you. Okay, good luck, Peter. Oh, excuse me. Go Another ahead. One, one last question. Um, I need an alignment shop for the car. Okay, what, what what are you trying to fix with the alignment? Tell me what 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 you're saying. Um, well, I I got brand new tires that are um, two fifty five, forty five, seventeen new wheels, and um, it's brand new. I mean tires and wheels. Okay. Okay. So Alan, the, the steering is tilted. It's not straight. Okay. Okay. Alan, uh, the what? The steering wheel's not straight. So yeah. Okay. Um. When you when you when you put some wider seventy you when you go from a seventy five to a forty or fifty or sixty are we always doing alignments or is there still a horizontal plane on the spindle on the front end of those? No, the only time we do do alignments is uh, if we modify suspension or height. height. Yeah, modify suspension height up yeah. or down, um, change out parts, stuff like that. Um, or, or there was wear on the old tires, or there's wear on the current tires. Okay. So, Peter, if the front tires you took off of there, no matter what size they were, if those had good wear and they only wore the outside edges of both front tires, which is normal wear, the outside edge is slightly more aggressive than the rest of the tire because the tire leans to the right, leans to the left when you're turning. If that's the only wear you had, then you don't need an alignment. But if you want an alignment, just call around and ask everybody. And the, give me Give me the ballpark. Give me the range for an alignment. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah. Ninety-nine to one hundred and fifty. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we think that you're going to be between a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. at any shop in town that knows their salt. But again, if you have a small amount of outside edge wear on the two front tires that you took off, regardless of the fact that you put some hot rod tires back on, wider tires back on, you, the horizontal plane of the spindle will be the same. So good luck to you, Peter. Thank you very much for calling. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And if you'd like to call in now, we've got time, and we've got another hour after this one, so we're going to go from 11 to 12 as well. Let me tell you about another good shop, and that's Action Auto Repair. He's up at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom since 1983. You see, 
a lot of us got started way back in the 70s and the 80s, and we've been friends since then. And I can vouch for the guys that have been around 20 and 30 years because you're not around 20 or 30 years if you're taking advantage of people and having them write huge checks for work that they don't need to have done. Usually those guys don't last more than two or three years before they go broke or because before the neighborhood wakes up to the fact that uh, they're selling a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be done. The old gray-haired guys that have been around a long time understand that there's plenty of work out there. We don't have to make up uh, ideas about why you need to have your engine overhauled or whatever. So he's a good guy. I've known him a very long time. Action Auto Repair I-17 in Deer Valley. He's been serving that Deer Valley in North Phoenix area since 1983. And, Gil, anybody on the uh, wings? Uh, yes, we have Jack. Jack, good morning. How can I help you? I just had a question about trans. They were talking about transmissions. I had a uh, question about this new synthetic uh, transmission fluid they have. Okay. Uh, l- let me just tell you the difference, okay? The conventional transmission fluid was a man-made oil, and it had an expected life of about one-third of what the new synthetic is. The new synthetic has much higher temperature tolerance. The old stuff, probably at 230 to 250, turned to a tar. The new stuff is still flowing red is red, pretty is pretty, uh, at 500 degrees. Now, there's a lot of your transmission that will never survive a 500 <laughs> degree internal yeah. temperature, but if you get up and you get into the 300 range with the conventional, you're probably going to burn some of your fluid, but with a synthetic, you're not. And the synthetic will con- continue to protect your transmission, but it also has a longer interval. So there's, the interval's about a, a hundred thousand miles. There's a lot of other questions I have. Uh, you yeah. know, why you're asking this issue? Are, are you thinking of switching an old car to a synthetic, or what are you what are you doing? No, here, here's here's my question. I have an 08 V8 Dodge Dakota, and at eighty thousand miles, I uh, did a transmission fluid change. I replaced it, but now with this new uh, synthetic transmission fluid, I was wondering if it would be worthwhile or necessary to. You know, switch out the transmission fluid with the new synthetic stuff if that would give me a. I'm not even sure. Do, is there even a conventional transmission fluid anymore? I don't. You know, I don't. I'm sh- yes, there is. Okay, but I'm not quite sure that there's going to be a big benefit for you to change mm-hmm. that now. No, I think at the next service would be per- certainly appropriate. But let me. Do you haul anything behind this truck? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> do you ever abuse it? Does your wife go out Friday night on Central and drag race or anything like that? No, she, she rarely even drives it. Okay. So I'm I'm quite sure in the absence of, of you towing a trailer or if you're going to Flagstaff with a horse trailer or, 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 or you're doing the stuff that causes the transmission to run in the two to 300 degrees, I'm not quite sure I, I would suggest that you do that. I think, I think now, when you changed it, was it, did it smell burnt or was it still rosy? You know, I don't even know. The mechanic just told me at 80,000 miles of time to do a fluid change. I did my brake fluid, my training fluid. Okay. I, w- I mean, I, I would say would save the money. Good thing. What did you say? <coughs> What's I th- that? I said I would just save the money and stick with the fluid that you're running in it now. I, I, would, would, I wouldn't change anything. I agree with Andy. I, I think that um, I, I think it's going to give you a false sense of security. How many miles are on it right now? 110, I get it at 80, so when, okay. when would be the next tranny fluid change? Well, I think you should go and, and default back to your manual. I think your manual is going to have a 30 or a 40 or a 50 or a 60 call. 
So look at your owner's manual, and I'd stick pretty close to that. I, I would also think that if you'd pull the stick now and look at it and smell it because you've got new fluid in it, then as long as you can continue to look and smell like that, it's going to be okay. But if I were you, I'd be. You're probably going to change it again in forty thousand miles plus or minus ten. I'm guessing your manual is going to be forty thousand plus or minus ten. So from thirty to fifty is probably going to be when it's going to be called for. So I'm at one hundred and ten now. So say one hundred forty thousand. Sure. Miles, yeah. Say one hundred fifty. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you do? Smell for a burnt. You'll you'll know you'll know. I mean, have you ever smelled a a, a brand new uh, you know virgin tranny fluid? I mean, it it, it it's very very red, almost pink, um, and it smells uh, you, you, almost sweet. It does almost sweet. Yeah. You, if you pull it and it's brown and it's you, you you will be able to know if it's burnt. There's zero question. I mean, we could teach an ape to do that. So it's real simple. And we have his name is Alan. That's right. Um, we've That's taught right. him how to do that. the The idea is is you don't have any of the symptoms and you don't have any of the characteristics that we see. Now, keep in mind you've been around the world four times at the equator, hundred thousand miles. Right. That transmission is not going to live forever. I doubt very seriously if that transmission will still be alive at 150. That's six times around the Earth. But by the same token, having a new transmission put in, it starts it over again. you got another 150,000 miles to go. So that will be a choice that you'll have to make. And you're going to have some I mean, indications of you know, starting to fail or having issues before. It's not just going to – I mean, rarely do they just – you know, Weapon one bag. day go out. And and what she means is is that, that example, you'll get in the morning, you'll put it in drive, and it'll be a delayed engagement. And it'll do it. Every time you start it cold, it'll have a delayed engagement. And then it'll all of a sudden search forward. But during the day, it's fine. Well, those are hard internal seals. Sometimes you stuff it to the floor, and it'll slip before you feel the engine to grab a hold, or the, the engine grab a hold of the rear wheels through the transmission. So there'll be symptoms for you. Just you don't ignore them, but no one can promise you that you're going to get ten more thousand. But my bet is, is so far, I, I, my bet is you'd be, you'll be, you'll be buying a tranny somewhere around one forty, one fifty. Okay. I know. I know everybody's going with the synthetic oil, so I was just wondering about the synthetic tranny. Yeah, I'd say just stick with what. You, yeah, what you're doing. None of us would do it, and I wouldn't do it on my truck either. I, I, I mean. <laughs> And, and the synthetic goes a long time. It gives people a false sense of security. So when they look in their manual and say, oh, okay, I can go 100,000 miles with my transmission, that doesn't mean someone shouldn't be pulling the dipstick and smelling it. That shouldn't be – we shouldn't take a look at it every once in a while in the event that you did haul a boat to Lake Powell one day or one weekend. So it's just a matter of looking at it. That's all. Okay? Well, synthetic is a superior product to the previous stuff. Yeah, but it's also three or four times more money for you too. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's okay. uh, if your transmission is going to fail at 50, then why don't you just have it fail in the cheap oil and put the synthetic in the new one? <laughs> and it's not going to prevent a failure. And it's not going to prevent a failure. Thank and you, it's Andy. not going to make you love you more. And it's not going to make your yeah. car love you more either. <laughs> That's my word. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because it, and, and with all due respect to you, Jack, there's lots of people that think that if they give it pr- premium gas or if they put in synthetic oil or if they if they put nitrogen in their tires, their car's going to love them more. And my suggestion is is the car has a brain and it has everything to do with what comes out of the tailpipe, but it doesn't know that you're never going to pass gas in the driver's seat. It doesn't know that. It doesn't know if you're going to abuse it. So, And I'm not talking about your wife either, okay? All right. Thank you very much. Good luck to you. We're going to have another hour of fun, so you're welcome to join us. The lines are wide open, 602 508 
602-508-0960. Sitting next to me is Andy, my daughter. She runs our operation. Alan runs the floor. He runs the mechanical side, the performance side, the diesel side, the motorhome side, the construction equipment side. Is there anything I haven't covered? The practical jokes. <laughs> yeah. I, I do those. The entertainment. <laughs> the entertainment. I run, entertainment. That, I run that division. Yeah, I'm, and I am the president and CEO, and I no one as good as me on that. Sure. <laughs> I, am the, I am the rule, in, rule enforcement. Rule enforcement? Yeah, rule enforcement. yeah, number one rule breaker. The number one rule breaker, yeah. 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 And so you two guys work together well, real well. Mm-hmm. Again, yep. And do you do what she says to do? Yeah, typically. Every, every time? Hey, it depends on what it is. Okay. And she told me to go get lunch yesterday. I went and got lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's cue the whining. That's the first time in maybe 10 years. Seriously, if, she, if she's not here, I don't eat. Seriously? No, I starve. We were going to Texas one time, and he's like, what am I going to do for lunch? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you feel like? Order food yourself. <laughs> I think we were on the road in Texas. I said, you know what? I'll do not, you a solid. I'll call it in for you, <laughs> but you have to go pick it up. I'm not even kidding you. This is the goddamn shit. That we laugh about this all the time. I, I know we got not, right. not much time, but me and my wife were out to lunch one time, and we were, I think we were at Payway or something, yeah. and uh, we get up to the thing, and I'm staring at the menu board. I'm like, I have n-. She goes, what do you want? And I said, I don't know. Call Andy. I, I don't know what I do here. <laughs> That is that, so that ridiculous. Is that is the God's honest truth. She's like, hey, what does Alan get from Payway? He, he doesn't know. I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> wow. That's okay. That's okay. There's probably that's a lot what of, I handle at work, people. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's the that's the CEO part of it is is ordering right. lunch for my that's, brother that's who right. doesn't know where we're getting. But at least you know what his menu is, and oh, I'm yeah. sure it talks about Taco Bell and Jack in the Box mm-hmm. and, and and Payway every once in a while. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty is the phone number. You can call us and your car question, and we'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 